Hey, it's the EDBC Podcast. Eric Dobratz and Brian Coleman joining you once again to talk sports, family, all kinds of crazy stuff. Brian, what's happening? How you doing, man? How you doing? Uh, crazy little weekend where it feel, feels like fall's actually here. It is. We got a couple weeks of summer, but the NFL is here, more importantly. And let's let's just get right to it, man. You're a Cowboys fan. I'm a Jets fan. How much did we hate the Patriot game last night? Yeah, it was sort of predictable, and as everyone keeps hammering home, I, I, I you know... I picked the Steelers in my little weekly pool. <laughs> you loser. Because I thought, you know what? what? You? The, this could be a little hangover. We see this. The Pats always have one little of these si- these silly September games where they lose focus and people go, are the Pats? Is this the end of the Pats? And then, of course, it never is. And then they, yeah. you know, we wait over they end up. But, yeah, last night was just 33-3, to and it felt like it was 50-3. to As Mike Tomlin said, the Steelers were not ready. Yeah, prime time. as they and again, Bill Belichick just owns Tomlin. He owns the Steelers. Tomlin is the most overrated coach in NFL. If you ask me, he won with all of someone else's players. Had a great defensive coordinator, Dick LeBeau. That's a whole story for another day. But right. no one I knew the Steelers were in trouble when the Patriots are throwing double passes in the backfield. Right, and running all over the place. I think sometimes when I see a fourth and one and it's an empty backfield, and your quarterback is Ben Roethlisberger, who's more and more just a big lump of cement. Yeah. He really can't move. I'm thinking. What are we doing here with the play calling? Yeah. Fourth and one, and we're gonna we're just gonna empty out the backfield. And they're we're, gonna and that guy Le'Veon Bell's replacement, whose name is escaping me, James Connor. Yes, James Connor. He's great. Pittsburgh, don't get me wrong. Pittsburgh. Yeah, don't get me wrong. He's a good player, but still, I think they're gonna miss Bell, especially this year. Second year, no Antonio Brown. So it's just, I just it bothered me so much to see them do that last. Night. Well, what bothered me was the sort of the the juxtaposition. I can't say that word yeah. on the offensive side of the ball. We see, you know, Brady's got okay. We know Gronk's gone, mm-hmm. but Philip Dorsett, who was a who was a bust in in Indianapolis, all of a sudden he's making plays over the top. He looks phenomenal. He's wide like, open. Philip Dorsett, he's wide open. Then you realize, let, and then you watch the Steelers and Juju Smith-Schuster, and took them out of the game, and then really nothing, and then nothing else, yeah. nothing else. Yeah, there's no playmakers on. I think it. Well, who knows? You're never as bad as you you look. You're never as good as you look, as that old saying or whatever goes. But it just it just was one of those things. Like here we go again. The Patriots are going to the AFC Championship game and probably the Super Bowl. They're going to the Super Bowl and. Again, you're right. It looks like just an unstoppable team, and you're you're right. One of the things, especially now, I think, in the last few years, with there being such a, a the preseason has really been devalued. I feel like coaches and organizations. So so many so many of these starters and these stars are just not playing at all in August. So it almost feels like, and I, I'm not. I, others have said this. I'm not breaking ground here. That September is almost like the preseason. You yeah. know, what, let's let's get to October because. You're right. What we're seeing in week one now by by Halloween and certainly by Thanksgiving, we're going to forget yeah. that, you know, Miami – well, I shouldn't say Miami looked at that. We're going to forget some of these performances yesterday, be it how good the Ravens looked, um, how bad the Browns looked. Hey, look at the Patriots could, last year when they lost. Completely different. Oh, they're yeah. done. They're done. They're right. toast. They went into Can- – was it the Kansas City game two years ago where they got absolutely thrashed? I thought it was exactly over. Exactly what happened. Over, yeah. Yeah, Dynasty's over. Because we all want it to be over so bad, us non-Patriots fans. Yeah. And basically there's Patriots fans and the rest of us who are just sick and tired of it. And, of course, we're, we're, we haven't even mentioned the elephant of the room of what's coming for the Patriots. Well, let's mention it. Antonio Brown. This is – listen, uh, you, you tweeted about you're on the money – when you talked about the owners in the NFL, it's just how does a guy do all of this in an Antonio Brown and land where he wants to without being punished? Right. 
Like, again, I I don't think he should be punished per se, but, you know, if you're going to do this, like, at least have him sit out. You can't sign with another team for four weeks. Right. See, I agree that there should be something where you can't... It's it boggles my mind. I understand the professionals. It's, I don't. I'm not looking for like a college rule where if you decide yeah. you want to transfer, you have to sit out a year. I understand they're pros. I, I get that, but it just seems to me that when if he was just trying to get out of Oakland with all this bizarre behavior and to just be rewarded again, it wasn't like a couple days. He was released on Saturday morning. Yeah. By Saturday afternoon, he had a deal in place. I'm, I'm sure there was no communication between the two teams before all this. Well, happened. then there was reports that the Jets and Seahawks were also talking to him, which I don't know why either one of those teams would want him. But the Patriots make sense, obviously, and we all joked about it for what all week. This is what's going to happen: Patriots, he's right. going to get cut. Patriots are going to pick up, and sure right. enough, the Patriots pick him up. And it just, it just, the guy walks away from thirty million dollars. I have trouble walking away from thirty dollars. Yeah, I can't walk away from thirty dollars. Thirty yeah. million dollars. I'm not even allowed to carry thirty dollars. My wife doesn't <laughs> want to carry cash. That's true. So I mean, I'd be. But I think that's you're right. It's what, what are we rewarding? And I don't want to get into whole like this whole like the whole morals and all this other. I crap. don't care. I mean, yeah. if you have a skill and a and a, he has a skill and a business that generates billions, he's not going to stay unemployed for too long. It just feels wrong. It feels sort of like you can just get away with this nonsense. I don't know why they're like suspend him or something. Yeah. Put him on the suspended list. Do something. There should be I, some sort of. I mean, I know it's. Especially with John Gruden the last couple of years, I know it's really bizarre that maybe the Raiders, Ra- the Raiders handled a personnel uh, department issue the wrong way. You think? Yeah, I mean, you know. Hey, when you walk around when you're the owner of the Raiders and you have that haircut, I mean, I don't want to trust anything that guy does. Oh, so, man. I mean, come on. Um, let's talk about a couple other teams. First of all, we're going to hold off on your team for a second. Let's just talk about the local teams. I was not surprised by the Giants playing your Cowboys. Let's let's talk about the Giants and Cowboys for sure. A Cowboy fan, mm-hmm. let's start with that. I mean, I don't think the Cowboys are as are the Cowboys as good as they looked last night. Or are the Giants that bad? And you're a Cowboy fan, so I, I know you're going to tell me your team's great, and I think they have the potential to be great. But last night was that. What was last night? I don't think they're as good as I don't think they're as good as they showed yesterday because I think the Giants defense is just putrid. There's no playmakers yeah. on either side of the no ball. No pass rush. There's no pass rush. The secondary looks confused. But it is, there is a bit of a... I think there is... You have to give the Cowboys some credit. Uh, they brought a new offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, uh, who set records as a college quarterback at Boise State. Um, they're trying to use a scheme where they open up the field to get everyone involved and sort of go off sort of that Sean... Everyone wants to copy the Sean McVay model now or yeah, the, the Kansas Rams City coach, model yeah. where you have to... You can, where basically, you, if you have enough pass catchers out there and you scheme it correctly, somebody will always be open if you find that receiver. And they did that well. But again, against the Giants, it's not a huge litmus test. I think for the Giants, that I was just surprised. Like the one thing, if you're playing the, as a Cowboys fan yesterday or anybody that plays the Giants, yep. there's one thing you have to be worried about when you play the Giants. And an AD Eli Manning, who played pretty well yesterday, Saquon Barkley, who touched the ball 11 times. 11 times. So that's a disgrace. 11 a disgrace. times. Yeah, I agree, 100%. And Best player on the field, and you're not giving him the football. It's unreal, and why wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. what's the downside to that? Yeah, it, it's, it's the only—it puts pressure on your defense constantly, and if you're saying, well, you know, they were down 21-7 to by the end of the second quarter, okay, the running game's non-existent. Throw him the football. He's yeah. a tremendous receiver out of the backfield. Let him run the wishbone Let for him all run the I wishbone. care. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give him the football. Something. Just get the ball in his hands. Yeah. So I think—I th- didn't—I thought the Giants would be— a sort of a mediocre team, I think, looking at that right now, between the play calling, which is uninspiring. You don't know what's going to happen with the quarterback. Eli played well yesterday. He did. But at some point, that's going to be a conversation they're going to have to have. Daniel Jones got in 
Good for Played him. He got in series, a couple yeah. last series. Nothing inspiring. Didn't really do it. He, he fumbled, but... He touched he, the football. He touched the football. Right he got now. on the field. It'll be interesting. But um, with all that being said, I do think the Giants will be better next week. They have to be better playing the Buffalo Bills. But how about right. the Buffalo Bills down 16 nothing to my Jets? Right. Come back and win 17-16. And you felt it coming all game long because the, the Jets had so many opportunities. They forced four turnovers. They scored the one pick six. They get a safety, but they can't capitalize on the other turnovers. And you just were waiting for the other shoe to drop. It's really, you know, I just, it's, it's just so unlike the Jets. I hate you. I hate your guts. I'm mean, really, waiting for you. I'm waiting for I that. mean, what with the new coach and, you know, got new uniforms. The manager and the new uniforms, which, you know, the owner thought really, the owner really likes the new uniforms. Yeah. The Johnson so, brothers, Johnson John, and Johnson. Johnson and Johnson. Them. Yeah, I don't even um, want to spend a lot of time on the Jets because it's so annoying. Nobody does it's really. Just, um, it, 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 it's so aggravating, and they could, you know what? Look, their schedule, they could be zero five before you blink. Yeah, very interesting game next Monday night against the um, all of a sudden zero and one Cleveland Browns. Yep. We could talk touch about that. Now, I I'm, I was confused mm. watching the Browns. Imagine game. that. And I'll just I know we're talking about the Jets. But I didn't the watch question. the Browns game. Are the Browns good yet? Because I was reading on the internet thing, you know, <laughs> all summer great. that the Browns were really finally the Browns were going to be really good. The thing that bothered me the most about that game is I think they I think they are a team that reads the press clippings. Everyone's telling them how great they're going to be. I get it. I think they totally didn't show up. But if you want to know what a team's mindset is, and I will bring this right back to the Antonio Brown diva wide receiver type of guy. Odell Beckham Jr. was wearing what I heard a $300,000 watch right. during the game yesterday. So what does that tell you about his priorities? Am I am I, am I overanalyzing this? No. That he was more – I'm going to say it. He'd rather look good and lose. Well, it's, it's always been about him. That's what it's all about. I mean, it, we're talking about – in a game that was dull, uninspiring, and disappointing to start their season, we're talking about his watch. Yeah. We're not talking about, you know... But I think he likes that. Of course he likes it. What is wrong with him? Why would you like that? I, 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 I want to talk about him catching touchdown passes and, and making great plays. Well, yeah, it's going to be hard to cut, catch touchdown passes when your quarterback's getting sacked like every five plays. That's true. But that so. being said, I do like Baker Mayfield, who was a Walter Camp Player of the Year, was here a couple years ago, signed some autographs for my kids. So I have much, much to tell you that. He couldn't have been a nicer guy, was at all the Walter Camp activities. So people, I think sometimes he says things and they say he's cocky, and he is, but what quarterback is not? Right. But he, I, he was a really good guy when he was here in New Haven. But that being said, I don't know what that team is going to be before the season's over. Well, I think part of it, at least from the first week, is in, I, I, this always surprises me. Is like you put all these assets into your skill positions, yep. and they loaded up a defense. Olivier Vernon, pass rusher. Your team did that for years. The Giants, Cowboys, Miles Garrett. Doing it right. Yeah, and by the but you might want to put if you're gonna you might want to put at least some effort into building an offensive line yeah, because yesterday it looked like their line was just Swiss cheese awful Swiss cheese awful. But with all that being said, I'm glad the NFL is back. Uh, I'm not a passionate Jet fan like you're a passionate Cowboy fan. Oh, I can no. flip on a game and just watch anything. I, wow, I, I like watching football. That's probably you know and you know what. If you're going to be a Jets fan, that's probably the best <laughs> way to be. It. I mean, listen, really. football's not good. For, I'm a Miami Hurricanes fan, and their glory days are well behind us now. The Jets, 50 years ago, won a Super Bowl, so I'm oh, 50 years. Well. Okay, 50 years ago, yeah, that's yeah, it's fine. Okay, yeah, it's fine. All right, history. so here's the other thing. Let, let's let's really switch gears here for a second. Major League Baseball, you you come into the parking lot tonight, big. Blank eating grin on your face because Pete Alonso really. hit a home run. Is that what it's all about now? He hit his 46 home run. And, folks, if you don't know, the rookie record is by a Yankee. 
Go 52 ahead. by Aaron Judge so in 2017. I, this is the, here's where the Mets season's going. This is going to be the little annoying Mets fan, you know, like a little mosquito you swat away. Here, want him to break this record so that you can say he has the rookie record. I re- Who gives a you-know-what? I, I really don't care. Yes, I mean, you be, do. It's the first a, thing out of your mouth in the I parking care lot. a little bit. You happen to ju- I happen to pull in just as I was hearing Howie Rose give the call. Um, number 46. I can imagine over the top that was, by the way. Take it easy, Howie. We please. Really? Really? Yeah, I mean, my guy, John a, Yan- a, a Yankee fan <laughs> busting on the another team's announcing crew. Really? Oh, my. Uh, Howie's great. He's a great He's a great broadcaster. Um, but are your Mets done? I mean, they, I they're, they're still done. four back where they got 19 Which, games I, to play. I, I, I didn't watch any of yesterday's game. I did. It was four and a half hours. I know. Long. I know. I was. I, was I, I didn't have to. I mean, you know, I only have so much time to devote to sports. Four and a half hours. Four and a half of hour of a nine inning game. Yeah. I, oh my god! That, I was at work. That's the only reason I watched. If I was watching that at home, I'd be divorced right now. But I was. I, and then I saw the standings last night. And I'm like, wait a minute! After that terrible weekend, two losses. How are they only four and a half? Because the Cubs lost twice. They couldn't beat Milwaukee. Well, the whole no. What it is is there's the Dodgers way up top. Yep. And the Miami Marlins way at the bottom. And the re- rest of the National League is just one big bit of. And then how about mediocrity. the other news today? Noah Syndergaard calling out his uh, his uh, front office a little bit because they don't let give him the catcher he wants. Yeah, so we're ba- getting very inside baseball here, but it's still interesting. Go no, ahead. basically he Wilson Ramos, who is the Mets' starting catcher, hitting a ton right now. Tremendous offensive player as a Since hitter. The break. Just got just had a twenty six game hitting streak, which yeah. just ended recently. But I might be a better defensive catcher. Not a him. great defensive catcher, no. and apparently Noah doesn't like to pitch to him. Which here's the thing: you're not Steve Carlton yet. No, you're not Greg Maddox. You're not Roger Clemens. You're not. You yeah, don't get to pick out Greg your personal Maddox. catcher yet. Eddie so Perez, I think, take it easy. Yeah, calm down. Um, I trade his ass. Would you in the offseason for Mookie Betts? How about this? Why would, I, the, I, why would about the Red Sox? Do Noah that? Syndergaard and Michael Conforto for Mookie Betts because they don't want to sign him. Why? Why am I doing that at the Mets? You wouldn't want Mookie Betts. At that money, why would I do that? I got Conforto and because Syndergaard. He's a star. Okay, for how much longer? I think he's still in the prime of his career for a good four or five more years. Okay, the other question. You wouldn't make that trade? I'm not sure I would. No? Maybe maybe sure. that's, I don't know. If, I don't Plus, know if and here's the other, trade, let's but, segue into this. If yeah. I was the Mets and was going to call you up to the Red Sox star for that trade, who's answering the phone? Yeah, no, it's, it's a good point. So they fire their, their president of baseball operations, Dave Dobrat. So if you're out there and you're not a big baseball fan, but you, you hear the terms analytics and all this other crap, a bunch of guys from Dartmouth, you know, in their, on their computers running baseball now, it's true. Dave Dombrowski comes to the Red Sox. They win the the the, the AL East what three years in a row, and they win a World Series last year with a record setting year for the Red Sox. Hundred eight wins, and he's fired last night because the team is what 10, 12 games over five hundred. They lost three out of two out of three from the Yankees over the weekend. They fire him at midnight last night because of a lackluster year, coming off a record breaking season. How does that guy not get a new contract and stay there? I don't know. I mean, there's. It's hard to sort of say a team that's won what? How many World Championships since two thousand? Oh, four, oh seven, thirteen, eighteen. So what? So that's four? four in less than twenty years. I might be missing one for crying out loud. But I don't it even know. Feels like Theo Epstein a few years ago, Terry Francona a few years ago, and now Dave Dombrowski. They have a history of sort of running out guys who have a proven track record of success. Let's in go back to 03. You imagine if I told you you win all these World Series? I mean, you would never fi- I mean, no. why would you do it? But listen, hey, they've, they've done it. They know it's through. And the other thing is they were criticizing Dabrowski today because he gave out these bad contracts. The owners, you know, didn't like that. The owners have to say yes to that. Yeah, and it, if you look at Dave Dombrowski's history, that's what he's going to do. Yeah. If you have a farm system with 
top prospects. He's going to trade them. He's going to try and get major league talent, top level major league talent, and win right now. Yeah. That's what he's going to do. If you want someone to be Billy Bean out in Oakland and just always sort of nurture the farm 20 system. 20 years of that yeah, winning, by the way. 20, yeah, what has Billy Bean won? Yeah, Nothing. that's what the Nebraska's going to do that. And he's going to spend money. And yes, you're going to be over the luxury tax. But if you don't know that going in, then that's just that's your fault as yeah. an owner. All right, one other thing I want to mention sports related here as we're winding down here the last few minutes the UConn football team. So they were 22 point underdogs against Illinois on Saturday. Did you watch any of the game? I watched the last five minutes of their. Ill-fated comeback attempt. Yes. So they were 22-point underdogs. If you weren't paying attention, they lost 31-23. And how about this, though? Randy Etzel's mother, battling cancer, dies Saturday morning. Oh, no. He doesn't tell a soul. He tweets out an RIP and prayers uh, emoji at uh, it was 10 o'clock in the morning. The game's at 3.30. Wow. Coaches the whole game. I told his assistant coach, his son is one of the assistant coaches, and then comes out and gives this emotional speech about how proud he is of the team. And then we all learn his mother dropped dead that morning. It's like, jeez, wow. and this, what an inspiring effort. But here's the thing I took away from the game, if you didn't watch it. UConn has a new quarterback, a freshman from Canada, um, played great, but for the first time in a long time, and I've been there since the, they played their first game at Rensselaer Field, the team actually has hope. They have hope. After Saturday, you said, you know what? Maybe we're going to win some games. That's what I took away from it. But I think my question to that would yeah. be, and I, I did not know that about Randy Etzel's mother. That's terrible. And uh, thoughts out to the the Etzel family. That's yeah. terrible when that ha- uh, to hear that it happened. Do we have to sort of define what hope is for this program at this point in time? For a program that yes. less than 10 years ago was playing in a Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, 2010. We have to sort of... They are competitive. Competitive, yes. I, you know, they're going to be the if you want that team to be the six and five, seven and five, eight and four. Those are the seasons you want. I mean, they're still their future is very uncertain with independent football. They don't know what they're not in a conference next year. So I get all that, but you know, people were people been calling for Randy Etzel's head after winning just three games in the last couple years. So I think the fans things will settle down and now they can maybe trust the process a little more. It's going to be really interesting because that what you said a minute ago is huge. Not have any sort of direction in terms of where you're going to be in a year or two now in terms of a conference. Being an independent at this level of football is very difficult. It's unless you're Notre Dame. How yeah, and but that's a brand that you can't obviously that's unrealistic. That's a whole other level. And you wonder how you recruit, how do you keep momentum if you're able to build on that moment of a momentum of sort of maybe a winning season. Kids want to know what conference recruits want to know what conference you're playing and where am I going to be on TV? Where are you on TV? And right now we don't know either one of those questions. Because so it's tricky. And you know this better than I do, being being close to that program or being around the col- the college programs more than I do. Even if it's not realistic for a lot of them, being on TV means what are my chances of maybe possibly playing on Sundays? And my mom and dad and my grandma and whoever right. can watch us who are sitting back right. at home. So, You're right. So let me ask you about the uh, family real quick before we wrap it up. Has the fall sports schedule started in the Coleman household? It's about to start. Um, what do we got on the agenda for the year? Brian has two daughters. Right. Well, How old are they? Uh, they're eight and six. So yep. soccer's about to start up. They've been playing soccer since they're five and under. Are you coaching? Oh, no, I'm not coaching. My wife is. My wife's been coaching the last several years. She's coaching one of my daughter's teams. So but you're just berating the officials. I from just the berate the lot, officials. Drink so. in the parking lot before games. Well, and intermission. No, not really. Not, no, it means games start like eight o'clock in the morning. Now, maybe if it's ten o'clock. Uh, start, ten, I was just saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah then, But we're in the now. We're in the phase now where and I don't. You know, you've got this with your kids. Where now, as they get older, they're in different leagues. So now I got one kid at one field in the morning, 
and yeah. another kid at the other field in the morning. But they're in the same town for the most part. They are in the same town. Yeah. The older one's not ready to travel. That'll be the next one is travel. We're like, for some reason, like, my wife's coaching one team, and I have to get the other kid to, like, uh, Groton yeah. at 9 in the morning. So I'm I, looking forward to that. That'll yeah. be fun. I've done it. It sucks. My my kids both play hockey. They're 10 and 11 years old. Last year, I remember one time my wife was in Stanford, and I was in Newington. Wow. And I live in Old Saybrook, so that's not an easy. But my here's my poor wife. On Saturday, I'm covering the UConn football game, so I leave the house at noon, 3.30 game, come to work, get my car, get my camera, all that fun stuff, get, get ready to go. My wife left Old Saybrook to drive to Darien because hmm. my kids had a hockey game at Darien at 1.30. Oh, that's convenient. you got to be there an hour before the game. So she drives to Darien, 1.30, and then my daughter plays on a the Shoreline Sharks, which is a uh, all-girls team under 12. She had a game at 6 o'clock in Shelton. So they went from Old Saybrook to Darien, and they stopped in New Haven to get something to eat in between to Shelton. Oh, okay. That was my wife's day on Saturday. So you had a pretty easy day at work compared to yeah. that. <laughs> she was thrilled when I when I when she saw me Sunday morning. So sun, I got home at one o'clock in the morning from Channel Eight because we we're going late because of college football. You remember those days? Which is I do. Awful. I remember those days. Yeah, the college game takes forever. But so I got home around one o'clock in the morning. The kids had practice at nine thirty on Sunday morning. Practice. Hamden. Practice. We're talking about practice. Practice. So I told my wife. I woke up. I heard my kids rummaging around the house at eight o'clock in the morning. I said, "I'll get up. I'll take the kids." I let her hang out. She went and did some grocery shopping, a little workout, whatever she wants. So then we came home, watched a little football, and I went back to work. So, See, don't you, you wish they had just like, had like maybe an interest in the theater? Yeah. No, I tell you the truth, I wish they. I, I almost let them drive to Darien on their own. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I mean, I mean, my daughter's gonna be twelve. Oh, yeah, I started driving at 14 for crying out loud. I, me too. It was fine. There was no yeah, issues. no, I, we did We're dance. Kidding. A couple, Nobody's we driving did, at 12. Yeah, we did dance a couple years ago. Have you done dance? Oh yes. That's awful. I hate dance. That's it lasts forever. Uh, God bless them. But you know what? I, I, maybe people are going to be mad at this, but when I'm going to a show at the end of the year, and my daughter, who at the time was maybe seven, six years old, she's in a show, and then you have the teenagers in the show, and then all of a sudden an act comes out, and one of the people in the show is like a 42 year old woman, okay, who has no right being on the stage. I can't watch that. I can't, no. I can't watch it. You got to do it, though. I know. I was my like kid, the Seinfeld. I wanted to put the little Pez on my wife's lap while we were watching this. Yeah, I don't think she would have laughed. <laughs> no, she would not have laughed. She was crying. But I'm glad. I, hey, dance is great for some people. It wasn't our cup, cup of tea. But now we're on to hockey. Field hockey, my my daughter had a field hockey meeting today, so she's going to start playing field hockey. Wow. So the, she's going to have a stick in her so hand. Basically you're, yeah, so basically you're just kids just like wooden sticks in their hands. Field like hockey, graphite or whatever. ice hockey, yep. and then lacrosse. Outstanding. So, See, so that I'm, is my I, life. Yeah, I'm happy with soccer because it's not super expensive. I know how expensive no. hockey can be. Yes. In, in getting up early. And you're right. As you, they get older, I don't know if they'll still be into dance. Our dance with their recital last spring was... Like two hours. Yeah. It was like forty-five minutes, an intermission, in forty-five minutes, oh, and brutal. Turned up to eighty. Brutal. I was told, and my wife was told by by more veteran dance moms that two hours is nothing. Four. It's like, well, what, I mean, it wasn't four hours. Four hours. I would have been. Uh, so, I mean, what, are, what are we going to talk about next week? What is on the agenda next week? What? Who are the Cowboys play next week? I haven't. Cowboys next week uh, are in. DC to take on the Washington Redskins. Giants are playing the Bills because the, the Giants. How about the Bills, Bills playing at MetLife two weeks in a row? I noticed that. That doesn't seem. 
I mean, it's very strange. Yeah. It's like when the uh, the Cleveland Indians were in town in New York last week. They played the Yankees yep. at Yankee Stadium, then go over to City Field to play the hang Mets out. for a few weeks. Yeah. Kind of cool road trip in New York. Yeah, you get weeks. to hang out for a few weeks. Well, and who'd you say the Jets are playing again? Jets are playing the Browns on Monday. Big night. Jets fan here. Big Jets oh, fan. I don't even yeah, really play no, next Monday week. night football. Oh, wow. God. All right, so let's do that next week. We'll figure out something else, and we're going to post this and uh, let people listen. And to you know, by this time next week, let's see who where uh, Pete uh, Alonso stands in that home run race. Oh, you're such a dark human. Thank fans, you. I swear to God. I appreciate that. All right, it's fun, Brian. Let's do it again next week. All right, see you. Bye.